you're now listening to the Alive Youth Podcast. Feel comfortable. You get, yep, you guys can move them forward a bit if you um, if you push them back because you came up for worship. So if you want, you can bring them forward. Yep, or you guys, you can bring them forward a bit. Bring them forward. Bring them forward. I'm going to be like speaking from here, so I don't want to feel super far away from you guys. Hey, Levi, it's good to see you. You're awesome. Oh, oh, sorry, Will. Oh, hey, Levi. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Sorry, there's a lot on that tonight. So I've, I've got quite a few things. You've got, yes, thank you so much, Will. You're amazing. Will is awesome. Hey, how incredible is our worship team? They're amazing. Our youth band is incredible. Did anyone else notice? It actually took me a while to notice this, but did anyone else notice that they're all wearing the Alive Youth jumper? <laughs> if, you, if you didn't notice, just turn around. Look at them in the back row there. Look at them with the Alive Youth jumper on. They've all got the same. Yeah, good job. I love it. I love that you're representing Alive Youth like that. It's great. It's really good. Well, I'm just going to set up my things here. I've got quite a few things tonight to set up. So just bear with me. How are we all doing tonight? Really good? Really good? That's great. Hey, it's really good to see you guys back, Kelly and Martina. These guys came last year, and they're back tonight, and they haven't been for a while. So it's really good to see you guys. I'm really glad that you're here. And everyone else who is new, I can see you guys. Yes, over here and over here. It's really good to see you guys. I'm so glad that you made it out tonight. We love having you. So just going to set up my notes. As I said, I've got quite a few things on here tonight, and you'll find out why. I've got some books, some sunnies, so you'll find out why, and I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to share. So does anyone know? Oh, well, that's a silly question because it's up there. So what series are we in? <laughs> Full House. So who was here last week? Is anyone here last week? Yes, a few of you beautiful faces I can see were here last week. Last week, we kicked off our new series, Full House, which I'm really excited about. It is going to be an incredible series. It already is. Pastor Christina kicked it off last week and did such a phenomenal job. Does anyone remember what this series is about? Just shout it out. Family. Anything else? Nope, that's okay. I am here to preach tonight and tell you what it's all about. <laughs> has, has anyone seen the TV series Full House? Or, or Full House, as Pastor Christina mentioned last week, there's the newer series Full House on Netflix. Has anyone watched that? Yeah, it's quality, really? As like qu more quality than the original? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen Full House. I've only seen Full House. So before I judge, before I assess, I will need to watch Full House. Well, basically, Full House is a new series all about family. It's all about loving each other. It's all about love and how we as a live youth can love one another. Because love is really, really important. It's really important. And so we want to spend a few weeks speaking about love, talking about how we can love like Jesus loved and how you guys can love each other and love your outer community and your school and your families and your community by loving like Jesus did. Does that sound good? 
Sounds really good. I'm really excited to preach um, tonight. I'm so excited for this message because this is something that is really close to my heart. I am very passionate about people. If you didn't know, I'm sorry if I like intimidate you or scare you when I when I hug you. <laughs> I have learned now to like ask people if they want a hug <laughs> because I've, I've learned that some people don't like hugs. So I've learned to ask people, but I love people and I'm really passionate about people knowing that they are loved and people loving one another. So I'm very excited to be preaching this message tonight. It's going to be really good. Are you guys keen? Awesome. So this series, Full House, is based on a scripture from John. And it's John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. And it says this, if you want to get it up on your Bible in version. Or if you've got your actual Bible, like this bad boy, I would highly recommend one. They are amazing. Actually, if you don't have one of these, please come and see us tonight because we have one that we would love to give you. So if you don't have a Bible, we have spares just for you. Okay? Cool? Great. So John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. It says this. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So that is what our whole series is based around, that verse, how we love one another and how people out there in the community will know that we are followers of Jesus by the way that we love them. That's what this whole series is about. So I'm going to read that scripture again. Whenever I say the words love one another, I want you all to call out, ding, (laughs) Okay, yeah, just like that. Please example again. Ding, thank you. Just like that. Okay, so whenever I say the words, love one another. Are you ready? Can we do this? Yes. Okay, you ready? Let's go. A new command I give you, love one another. (laughs) That's great. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. (laughs) By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Great. Thank you very much for that participation. I loved it. (laughs) So have you ever noticed that that scripture, in those two sentences, it says, love one another three times? (laughs) All right. Thank you, fellas. That's that's good now. Thank you. (laughs) I'll be saying it a lot in this message. So you're going to be like, ding, 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 if you keep saying it. So it's cool. You don't have to say it anymore. But I do appreciate the participation. Have you ever noticed it says love one another three? <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. That was like the final closing one, wasn't it? You know when, like, you know when someone always does it one more time? <laughs> Great. So, no, but in all seriousness, have you guys ever noticed that those two sentences say love one another three, three times? It says that three times, not just once, not just twice. It says that three times. And I believe that's there for a purpose. I believe when Jesus was talking to his disciples about that, he put it in there three times because he knew how important it was. He was like, they really, really, really need to get this message. (laughs) You know, it's like when your parents ask you to do uh, like a job or a chore and they have to ask you like a lot of times. (laughs) Does that ever happen to anyone or is everyone here perfect? (laughs) Yes, I have a 
genuine, authentic, real person down the front here. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> well, I know that some parents can sometimes be like, oh, hey, would you mind doing the dishes? And then 10 minutes later, after you have forgotten, they're like, oh, hey, can you do the dishes? And they have to keep asking you over and over. I feel like it was kind of like that because Jesus was thinking they really need to know this. I need to not just say this once or twice. I need to say it three times so that they understand how important it is. So, as Pastor Christina said, we do this already well here at Alive Youth. You guys are awesome at loving people. You guys are awesome at being friendly. You're awesome at being welcoming and inviting. You're really good at it. We always get comments every Friday night. It's awesome. It makes my heart explode when I hear about how people had a great time or when I send out the message during the week and, and thanking people for coming. And I sometimes get replies like, oh, it was awesome. I loved being there. I felt so welcome. Having responses like that, it's really encouraging and we love seeing that. So we know that you guys are great at loving people already. But as Pastor Christina said last week, we really believe that Jesus is calling us to take it higher. He's calling us to level up. He's calling us to take it to the next, next level, to take it to the notch, notch it up, turn it, turn it up a notch. Thank you. Hey, last week you helped out Pastor Christina with the convent and you're helping me now. You're very helpful. Thank you. You're very helpful. Jesus is telling us to turn it up a notch. So has anyone in here played Mario Kart before? Yep. So Crash Bandicoot, also, also a legendary game. But when you're playing Mario Kart, you know when you are um, like driving on the road and they have the mystery boxes and then... And then some of them are like, you can get that invincibility one and it makes you like sparkle and you go kind of rainbow. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you like can go through anything. That's leveling it up. Like you, you just have taken it to the next, next level. You've taken it a notch up. Or when you, you know the one, the mystery box and you go through it and you get like really big. So you crush everything because all the other people are like tiny compared to you. You're like ginormous size. That is leveling it up. And Jesus is calling us to level it up. He's calling us to take it to the next level. Just like in Mario Kart, when you go through that box and you're like, and then you become really big or you become invincible, Jesus is calling us to take it to the next level. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into the message. Awesome. All right. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes just so we're not distracted by those around us. Mighty God, I thank you so much that you are here. God, I thank you that you love us so much. And because of that, we can love other people. Well, God, I just dedicate this message to you. And I declare that you would speak to every single young person throughout this message. In your mighty name, amen. Awesome. So has anyone heard of the movie Fifty First Dates? <laughs> no? Like mixed response. Can you please put up your hand if you've seen it? Oh, okay, great. About, about half of you guys. Awesome. So if you haven't seen it, that's okay. I'm just going to briefly explain what it's about. But do you guys know, um, oh, what's his name? I just forgot. I've got it written down. It's okay. Adam Sandler. Ad yeah, thank you. Adam Sandler. And do you guys know Drew Barrymore? Great. So basically, they are the two main people in this movie. And Fifty First Dates is all about a guy and he meets this girl. Oh, it always starts like that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, this, this guy.
anyway, he meets a girl and uh, he really, really loves her. Like he really falls for her. And he's like, this girl, she's really cute. She's funny. I like her a lot. But the only thing is, is that this girl, she actually had an accident, a car accident a few years ago. And it's um, like given her a bit of uh, brain damage. So she only has, uh, she's got like short term memory loss. So she can only remember what, what has happened in her life before the accident. Does that make sense? So every day she wakes up new and she thinks it's like the day before the accident. And so he, he doesn't know this, but the next day when he, cause she, he goes up to her in the cafe and he's like, hey, and they start talking and she's like, oh, he's cute. He's nice. I like him. So they arrange for another date. And then the next day he's all like, yes, get another shot. And she has totally forgotten about him. <laughs> And so he goes up to her and she's like, who are you? Because <laughs> he's all like making these advancements. He's like, hey, remember me yesterday? And she's like, you're freaking me out. Anyway, the movie is basically about how he chooses every day to keep pursuing her and he chooses every day to keep winning her over. So every day he goes to like find where she is. Like this one day he pretends to be like a traffic controller and so he like gets his orange vest and this um, the stick thingy and he's like out on the road in whoop whoop and he's like he like hails her down to meet her. And so he does all these crazy things to try and meet her every day. And he, he chooses every single day to win her over. He chooses every single day to chase after her, to pursue after her. And there's times in the movie where it gets really hard. And he's like, I just don't know if this is worth it. This is so difficult. But he continues to pursue her. He continues to do it. And there's a time in the Bible that this reminds me of. There's a, there's a story that reminds me of a time when Jesus chose to love someone even when he didn't have to. And Jesus does that a lot in the Bible. That's one of the many awesome things about him is that he chooses to love people and forgive them and give them grace even when he doesn't have to. So there's a guy in the Bible and his name is Zacchaeus. Have you guys heard of him before? Yes, he is, he's a pretty uh, common, commonly known, popular well-known. He's a pretty well-known guy from the Bible. And we're just going to look at his story a little bit. So Zacchaeus, he was a man who was not liked by many people. Does anyone know why? He was a tax collector. <laughs> who, who here has had to like deal with tax and all of that yet? Yes, yes. If, if you have a job, then you will know what I mean. But he was a tax collector and he was not liked very much. He was the chief tax collector at that too. So he was the guy at the top. He was the boss. And he looked after all of the tax collectors of the town. And he wasn't very liked because as the chief tax collector, he took a bit too much money from people when he didn't need to. So instead of, say, taking $2, he would take $5. And maybe, I know that doesn't seem much to us, but back in the day, that would have been a lot to them. So he took way too much money from people. And he was known as this guy who was a crook. He was known as a guy who was like a thief. Not many people liked him. And one day, 
he was just in his hometown, Jericho, just hanging out. And Jesus came along into Jericho. So there was heaps of people following Jesus. Wherever Jesus went in the Bible, there was lots of people following him. So there's a whole crowd of people following him into Jericho, which is where Zacchaeus lived. And as Jesus was walking through, he decided to stop and ask someone if he could come over to their house for dinner and hang out and have a chat. And he didn't choose the most holy person there. He didn't choose the person with the newest Nike Air shoes. He didn't choose the person with the latest iPhone. He didn't choose the person with the coolest haircut. He didn't choose the person who prayed 50,000 times a day. He didn't choose the person who went to the temple and, and read their Bible. He actually chose Zacchaeus. Out of everyone in the crowd that he could have chosen, he chose Zacchaeus. It says in verse 5, Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up to him and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. He chose to have dinner with the crook. He chose to have dinner and hang out with and spend time with the person who had done so much wrong, the person who was an outcast in his society. He chose to have dinner with him despite what people would say. It says in verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest at the house of a sinner. It's so easy for us to be like the people in the crowd, to be like, oh, no, they've done the wrong thing. No, no, like, they've stolen. Nope, they smoke a lot. Nope, they've, they've betrayed me. Nope, they've done this. And it's so easy to do that. But Jesus, instead, he chose to love Despite the bad things, despite the wrong things that Zacchaeus had done, he chose to love. And so we're going to look at what this looks like for us. Practically, what we can do, what you and I can do to be like Jesus and to respond like Jesus did in that moment. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we're going to read verse 2. And if you guys want, you can get it up on your Bible. And I'm going to be reading from the uh, Amplified Version. I believe it is. And it says this. So it's 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, sorry, chapter 13, verse 2. And it says, And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets... And if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but never, ever learn to love, then I am nothing. It says, I am nothing without love. Even if I have all the knowledge, even if I, if I know all the things in the world, even if I can speak in tongues and I'm really holy, I have nothing without love. And I was praying about this message this week. And God said to me, a live youth will be known for the way that they extravagantly, unconditionally, authentically love people. That's you guys. The way that you unconditionally love people. The way that you extravagantly love people. Are you okay? 
Okay, good. <laughs> just checking, just making sure you're right. So in the NIV version, it says this. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So alive youth, if we have 200 young people here on a Friday night, but we do not love, it's not worth it. If we've got 200 young people here and we're hyped up and we're excited, but we don't love them, it's for nothing. It's not worth it. And so I'm going to put a live youth in. I'm going to substitute the I for a live youth in verse 2 in the NIV version. And it says this. If a live youth has the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if a live youth has a faith that can move mountains but does not have love, then they are nothing. Wow, how hard does that hit? If we prophesy and if we have all the knowledge, if we teach people but we don't have love, then we're nothing. So love, it calls us to engage. It calls us to respond and it calls us to action. Love is a verb. It's a doing word. It's an action. It's where you respond. It's where you engage. You jump into things. It's not just a noun. It's not just a describing word. It's not just, I love you. It is so much more than that. So how can we do this here at youth? Well, we can actively reach out to others. You know, there's a few new people here tonight, which is really great. And I really hope that you feel welcome and that you feel loved here because you are. You're part of our family. But it's up to you guys to make them feel loved. It's up to you guys to make them feel like they're part of the family. And we need to actively reach out to others and go up to them and welcome them in. We need to go and talk to them. We need to go and engage with them. We need to act for them to feel loved. And you know, that includes the people that have been here for a long time too. There might be people here who have been to Alive Youth for a long time, but they might not actually have many friends here. And it's up to you and I to make them feel loved, to include them in, to join them as part of our family. So in that, we make space for people. And now we're going to have a demonstration, which I'm excited about because I love a good demonstration. So <laughs> can you girls up in the front row, please come up here and just make, yeah, yeah, all of you in the front row. Yep, come on up. Come on, yep, everyone in the front row. Give them a round of applause. Woohoo! Okay, can you guys make a circle for me? Like stand in a circle. Yeah, I'm going to trust you with that. All right. And can you guys up the front here, can you stand up here and make a U shape for me? A U, a U shape. So fa facing the audience, please, that'd be good. <laughs> Either way, just make a U. Just make a U. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Great. Yeah, hey, hey, no, 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 we encourage, we encourage. Guys. <laughs> oh, we're saying you. Okay, good. All right. Okay, everyone, everyone stay focused. Stay focused. There is a purpose in this, I promise. All right. Okay. There is a purpose in this, I promise. This is something really practical that we can all do here at youth. It's something small, but it's something we can all do here at youth 
to make sure that people feel like they belong, to make sure that people feel loved, to make sure that people feel included. So we're at youth, we're downstairs, we're hanging out. I am a new person. All right, guys, make sure we're focused, make sure we're focused. I know this is a bit different, but it's to help you understand. I am a new person at youth. I'm by myself. You guys can talk. Just talk in your groups. Talk in your groups. You talk in your groups. Okay, great. I'm new. I don't really know anyone. I go to join this group, but they're closed off. There's actually no space for me to enter in. Them being in a circle says that there's not really room for anyone else. Do you guys see that? I don't actually have a pathway in. But if I, if I come over here, these guys are downstairs, I'm new, I'm hanging out. Oh, hey, there's a space for me. I'm welcome here. Hello guys, I'm Sinead, nice to meet you. Hello, hey, nice to meet you guys. See, all right, thank you, you can sit down, you can sit down. Thank you, you can sit down. All right, guys, give our, give our wonderful people a round of applause. <laughs> I know that was a little bit different and a bit funny, but it was a really practical demonstration for you to understand some things that we can do, some simple things that we can do here at Alive Youth to make sure that people feel loved, to make sure that people feel welcome. If we're all standing in circles, that's not really making people feel welcome. There's actually no space for them to enter in. If, we, if we're standing in U-shapes, like you don't have to consciously every week be like, okay, I have to stand here. I have to stand here. Oops, someone's not sitting there. Like you don't have to consciously do that every week. But we need to be aware of the spaces that we're creating. So you guys, you need to be aware of the spaces that you're making. Is this, is this inviting for people? Am I closed off to people? Does it look like I'm in a clique? Does it look like I'm in a group? No one wants to approach a clique, do they? If you see a clique, you're like, oh, they're, they're like a tight, tight group, BFFs, they're friends, friends for life, best pals, I don't really belong in there. That's not welcoming. So we want to make sure that we're open, we're creating space for people. Does that make sense? Awesome. Okay. We also need to make sure that our love is genuine that it's actually real, authentic love, that it's not fake. So on this note, I have a video to show you guys. You might recognize where it's from. So we're just gonna, is it okay if we play that video now? Also, everyone give Isaac Romans a big, loud round of applause. Woo! <laughs> so it's Isaac's first time tonight on AV, yeah? And you're doing a great job. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. All right. Shh, shh, shh. Guys, shh. Yeah, something classic. Like uh, Dinah Guy. Oh, he had a great look. Oh, the cape and the boots. No capes. Isn't that my decision? Do you remember Thunderhead? Tall, storm powers. Nice man. Good with kids. Listen. November 15th, the 50th. <laughs> All was well, another day saved, when his cape snagged on a missile. Thunderhead was not the brightest ball. Stratogale, April 23rd, 57. Cape caught in a jet turbine. You can't generalize about this. Meta Man, Express Elevator, Diner Guy, Snag on Takeoff, Splashdown, Sucked into a Vortex. No kicks. 
Now, go on. Your new suit will be finished before your next assignment. You know I'm retired from hero work. As am I, Robert. Yet here we are. E, I only need a patch job for sentimental reasons. Fine. I will also fix the hobo suit. <laughs> You're the best of the best, yes, E. Yes, I know, darling. I know. Great. Awesome. Has anyone seen The Incredibles before? Yes, I heard a few a few quotes over here. No hips. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was the reason that I showed you guys that video. There was a purpose to that. Hey, guys, make sure we're focused. I know it was funny. I love Edna. She's great. But there was a purpose to that. Edna recognized that Mr. Incredible didn't need a big, flashy suit. He didn't need a big, massive cape. She recognized that actually the cape could cause more harm than good. You saw the videos, right? People got like sucked up by the, by the rocket ship. And then oh, the one that like where the girl goes into the turb turbine thingy, oh, it kind of makes me shiver because I'm like, oh, imagine that, don't imagine that. But she recognized that he didn't actually need a cape. And when we love people, we don't need to wear capes either. If we're wearing capes about how much we love others, it's going to suck us into the turbines. I think Jesus wants us to wear our super suits underneath. We don't need to flaunt it. We don't need to have massive capes and be like, hey, how good am I at loving these people? I'm so friendly. I always go and talk to the new person. I think Jesus actually cares more about us just wearing our suit on the inside and not flashing our cape around. Does that make sense? We don't need capes. If we're wearing capes and flashing around how awesome we are at loving people, I don't actually think that love is very genuine. And so one last thing before I wrap up. We are called to love everyone, not just our best friends. We are called to love every single person. In that verse, it says, love one another. And in, in the Bible, there's also different translations where Jesus says, love your neighbor. And I've got two books here tonight by Bob Goff. These are great books. They're all about loving people. And they helped me write this message tonight. And Bob Goff, he says this, Jesus didn't say who our neighbors are, probably so we wouldn't start making lists of those we don't need to love. Because Jesus called us to love everyone. The ones who are difficult, the ones who are annoying, the ones who get on our nerves, the ones who come in maybe and wear clothes that we don't agree with, the ones who come in from a different family background to us, the ones who come in and maybe abuse substances, the ones who come in and seem different. We're called to love those, not just our best friends. We're called to love everyone. So I would really recommend reading these books. I'm actually going to give these away tonight because I've already read them. So <laughs> you get a bonus of my highlighter notes. So would anyone like to read one of these books? Yes, Harry Price. Y you can choose which one you want to read. They're really good books. They're really good. Chloe, I saw your hand. They're really good books. Please enjoy them. They will teach you so much about loving people. They're great books. I hope that you enjoy them. I'm going to wrap up now because my time is over. <laughs> I know, I had so many more notes, but that's okay. I know I need to finish up. Basically, Alive Youth. 
There is a flood of young people from our city that are about to come into here. They are going to be from broken homes. They are going to be people who we might not necessarily normally want to associate with. They might swear, as I said before, they might wear clothes that you're like, oh, I wouldn't wear that. There is a whole flood of them that are going to come into a live youth. And it's our job to love them. It's our job not to judge them, but it's our job to accept them, to welcome them into our family, to say, hey, you have a place here. You belong here. It doesn't matter what they say out there. You belong here. We love you here. And have you ever thought about this? When we love others like Jesus loves them, they can experience his love through us and that can open them up to experiencing his love for themselves. Some people maybe need to experience Jesus in you first before they experience him for themselves. Jesus loved people back to life. He loved people so much he brought them back to life and he calls us to do the same. That is our command, to love people back to life. This is how people will know that you're my, my disciples, by the way that you love one another. In order to love people like Jesus loves them, we need to see them how he sees them. And I think, I'm, has a minute been added to my time? For, oh, thank you so much. That's great. Okay, so I'm going to do my last demonstration. That's great. I thought I'd run out of time, but I'm going to do my last demonstration. So I'm just going to chuck on my sunnies. Oh, my goodness. It's so dark. <laughs> so... I'm going to read out a quote to you guys. It says this, Jesus was so unconventional, he chose fishermen, tax collectors, as we just read about, and prostitutes, and used them to reshape the world. Somehow he saw them through different eyes. They looked completely different to him than they did to the world around him. The level of value he treated them with was so uncommon, and he believed in them. When I put these sunglasses on, it changed how I saw all of you. I actually can't really see a lot of you now. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> but when I put these on, my whole lens changed because I have an actual lens here that now makes me see the room differently. It's darker. It's a bit more retro. It's a bit like brown. <laughs> but it actually, it made me see the room differently. And when we see people differently, when we see them how God sees them, it's like we have a new lens over our eyes that enables us to see them in a way that we didn't before. In our own strength, we can't actually see people like that. It's through God that we can see other people the way that God sees them. If people are made in the image of God, then every person has a part of them that reflects God. Because in Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, he created them. God is revealed in his people all throughout the world. The world is full of seven plus billion pieces of God's heart. And as you get to know him better, you begin to absorb his affection and, and the love that he has for his people more. Loving God means loving his people. People, you guys, the world out there, people are his creation. Loving God means loving what he created. And as I wrap up now, thank you so much for the extra five minutes. As I wrap up now, I believe that 
God has some things to say to us tonight. I believe that God is calling us tonight. To love others, you need to experience his love for yourself. You can't actually do it from your own love. Our own worldly love is, is self-seeking. It's not sacrificial. It's not unconditional. We're like, no, that person betrayed me. I can't love them anymore. Thank you, Bent. We, when we love from a, a place of knowing that we are loved by Jesus, and when we love out of that place, then we can love like Jesus does. So we need to experience His love first before we can love like Him. And when we experience His love, it just flows naturally out of us. When you're like, yes, I know that God loves me, naturally, you're like, I want to love other people. It comes naturally when you know that you are loved. And some of you tonight, you have experienced this love before. You have met Jesus and you have encountered His love. And I believe that God tonight is calling those of you who have experienced His love, but maybe not for a while. I believe that He's calling you back. Sometimes life gets really hectic. It gets chaotic. Sometimes you get stuck in the routine and your relationship with Jesus maybe becomes a bit stale. Or you're like, yeah, I'm coming to youth. I'm good. But you don't actually have a solid relationship with Jesus and you're not spending time with Him. And you're not spending time in His presence. So I believe for those of you who have met Jesus before and maybe you haven't actually just spent some time encountering His love. I believe He's calling you tonight to come back to your first love, to say, hey, remember what it was like when you first met me, when you first encountered me? What was it like then? Remember that, come back to that. And I also believe there's some of you here tonight that haven't actually ever experienced Jesus and haven't encountered His love. And I believe that tonight is your night. I believe that every single person that's in this room is here for a purpose, that you were brought here tonight. It wasn't just an accident, that you were here for a purpose. And I believe that God wants to encounter you tonight. I believe tonight is your night. We can give your heart to Jesus and say, yes, I surrender all to Him. And then out of that place, when you experience His love, then you can love others. So I would love for everyone to close their eyes. And I'm putting that call out to you tonight. If you haven't ever met Jesus, if you haven't ever encountered His love, maybe you've been in church for a long time. Maybe you've been to another youth. But that doesn't mean that you have a relationship with Jesus. Just because you've been to church before doesn't mean that you've actually accepted God into your heart. And this is not something that I'm doing to try and pressure you. I am highly encouraging you to accept God into your life because He, he won't ever leave you. He won't ever forsake you. He will actually come into your life and always be there. And your life might not always be easy. But it is so comforting knowing that you have the God who created the universe, the God who loves you by your side always to help you through things. And so with everyone having their eyes closed, I want to ask you tonight, if that's you, if you haven't ever 
encountered God, if you haven't ever asked Him into your life, I would love for you on the count of three to put up your hand so I know who you are and so I can pray with you. And it's not a scary thing. It's not something that we're judging you for. It's something that we are celebrating. It's something that is exciting. Coming to God and giving your life to Jesus is the best thing that you can actually ever do. And you might not understand it. You might be like, I haven't really heard of this guy Jesus before. But maybe your heart is pounding. Maybe there's butterflies in your tummy. And that's God saying, hey, let me in. I want to do life with you. So one, if you want to meet Jesus and give your life to Him. Two, put up your hands on three and accept God into your heart. Three, you can put up your hand now if that's you and you want to accept Jesus into your heart. I'm going to linger on this because I know that there are people in this room. Hey, I can see that hand up the back. Thank you so much. I can see your hand down the front here. Thank you so much. I know that there's people in this room who need to respond to this tonight. God told me. He was like, there will be people who need to respond to this. So I'm going to leave it a bit longer. If that's you, you can put up your hands. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I can see your hands. That's incredible. You can put your hands down now. And what we're all going to do is we're going to pray together. So I'm going to say a sentence and then you guys are going to repeat it back after me. And we're all going to say it together because we're a family, because we support each other and we encourage one another and we love one another. So let's all pray together. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. I accept you into my life right now. I surrender everything to you. Thank you, God, that you are with me every single day of my life. In your mighty name, amen. That was the Alive Youth Podcast. To find out more, visit us at aliveyouth.com.au or follow us on Instagram at aliveyouth.com.au.